Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Grindhouse, where we drink coffee talk about movies. My name is Leah Diana, and with my boyfriend and co-host... We will be rewinding the tapes back to 1973. Ocho gets abducted by a Yakuza clan that uses a gang of women to smuggle drugs in their vaginas. Finding out that their kingpin had killed their last boss and abducted his daughter, Ocho joins forces with the drug mules against the clan in the follow-up to Sex and Fury, Female Yakuza Tale. Let's get into it. あらも前の認めない審査間が私を待たさきの犯人にしたてた奴らへの喧嘩状ってわけさやめて待って言うから待って親分さん男と女でも裸の付き合いはできるでしょ手形のよ分さんyou drag this into <laughs> to be fair this was a recommendation on the back of the box of the last film 
And it was a sequel follow-up same year to that. So, alright, this being episode four, uh, we essentially, with the first two, we followed up Texas Chainsaw with Pieces, which was essentially an Spanish-language-Italian answer to what Texas Chainsaw brought to the genre. Yeah. You for the, our third film, our third episode, you chose Sex and Fury, and you wanted to follow it up with its actual sequel. An actual sequel, yes. Because I was shocked four. that it had a follow up. Um. So this is the first time we've ever done a back to back. We're still early in the process, yeah. but this is the first time we've done a back to back movie and then its sequel. Yes. We may do that again in the future. I don't know. Not a requirement. First, <laughs> let's tell the folks what we're drinking. Before we get into this, uh, since we re- recorded this episode the same day mm. that we uh, did Sex and Fury, we didn't want to drink any more coffee. We've had enough. We've had So we switched over to tea. Um, I am drinking... I don't even know what brand this is. It's Biglow. Apple spice tea. Biglow apple cider. Apple cider. Which, oh, it smells delicious. <laughs> oh my than the god. Coffee. The coffee we've been drinking lately, if you haven't gathered by this point, is like just sludge. <laughs> um, I wish it was sludge. This smells incredible. And I'm drinking non spawn David's tea. Buddha blend. It's a bunch of different green tea, black tea, white tea. It's a very nice tea. It's very soft. It's piping hot. I did it on the highest setting. Oh my god. This is fucking delicious. He's gonna drink all of it on me and all I have is like 20 bags left and I wasn't able to get any more this year because they don't make this one. Apple cider tea. It is so good. Oof. You know what's really good? Doing that and then making it a hot toddy with some warm whiskey, a little bit of cinnamon. Oh, don't give me ideas. <laughs> we gotta use the apple whiskey somehow. Oh. oh boy. So, sweetheart, love of my life, apple of my eye. I don't know if I'm using that phrase right, but whatever. What did you think? Of the well, before we get there, let's break it down, scene by confusing scene. Well, all right. So before we we go scene by scene, uh, today we watched Female Yakuza Tale, which is the direct follow up to Sex and Fury. It was actually made the exact same year in uh, nineteen seventy three. Yep. Um. It's a another pinky violence exploitation film. Uh, I believe same... Dir- no, different director? Who directed the first one? Oh, God. Um, uh, I don't know. Well, this this film was directed by... No, it's definitely a different director. This film was directed by Taro Ishii. Yeah, different director. Yep. Um, and I think it was a different cinematographer as well. It um, had to be. Look how different this movie was. Cinematographer on this one was Matoyo Washo. Um, 
and the cinematography on this one is vastly different than the first. Yes. Um, this one, there's a lot more camera movement throughout. Um, they utilize handheld a lot more. They actually obscure the foreground on a lot of shots, and honestly, it's it makes the movie more visually interesting, in my opinion. I liked the music that accompanied almost every scene. It made sense. It was very like punch to punk bar. It was very seventies ish. That fucking spring music. <laughs> Holy shit! It drove me crazy. The spring music. That. It just kept coming up again and again and again, and it drove me crazy every time. I thought it was great. I was like, "Yeah, we're in a '70s film, guys." Oh, it definitely gave off the '70s oh, it vibes. Did. It was. Oh boy. Once again, this film doesn't have a lot of information out there no. on it. Um, other than who's in it, when it, uh, when it came out, who directed it. Like, there's not a lot there. I did a tiny bit of research on the girl who's the star. Uh, so Reiko Reiko Iki is actually part of the Pink Films. So Pink Films are, the definition is, um, broadcast sense including almost any Japanese theatrical film that would include nudity, hence the pink, or deals with sexual content. This encompasses everything from drama to action thrillers and exploitation films. So anything pink film was everything. It included exploitation, but was not singled out too. Well, I think pinky violence is exploitation. This, yeah, pinky violence is a type of style of the pink film, apparently, that would get kind of vetoed. But this lady was in a huge amount. Here are just some of the titles. Hot Springs, Mimizu Geisha, Girl Boss Blues, Modern Porno Tale, Inherent Sex Mania, Girl Boss Blues, Queen Bee's Challenge, Girl Boss Gorilla, which is number three of a seven-part Girl Boss series. They fight topless with tattoos on their boobies. That's all I can say. <laughs> Terrifying Girls High School Women's Violent Classroom, Lustful Shotgun and His 21 Mistresses, Terrifying Girls High School Lynch Law Classroom. So many of these sound like exploitation films. Battle Without Honor and Humanity, Proximity War, Criminal Woman Killing Medley, Cops vs. Thugs. New Battles Without Honor and Humility, and all of these movies were made within 71 to 79. She starred in all of them. Nice. So. It's a pretty solid career. It is a solid career. Um, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> so right here it says, uh, Reiko Iki was born, um, in 1953. She's an actress, singer, and entertainer, best known for her roles in the Pink films. Iki also released an album of songs in 1971. I will find this. Um, after drug-related arrest and another arrest for illegal gambling in the gambling in the 70s, so she took this movie very seriously. <laughs> she dropped out of the entertainment business in 79. Oh, that's it. That's unfortunate. It is. 
this woman is pretty cool. She's a good actress. She is. After ninety, after seventy nine, there's no info on her. There's not even pictures of her. She would be sixty eight years old right now. Interesting. Yep. So I did that little bit of research, and I'm like, oh, this girl's girl, girl boss gorilla was the only one that had a like a, a poster. Yeah. And I was like, oh, can I find these out of print? All out of print. They'll be tough to find. But I am going to write these down and be on the lookout for these. Oof. These are cool. So this lady. It would be cool to find some tapes of these. Oh, my God. You fucking imagine. But um, it looks like pink films were really, really big in, like, the 70s over in Japan. And pinky violence was more the genre that we're looking at. That naked lady violence and when i say fucking naked lady violence holy shit <laughs> we went from just a couple of naked ladies to about 60 in one fucking scene oh we will get to that ooh so this but... this film opens very very beautifully where she is basically fighting off a gang of dudes like she normally is, with a red umbrella. And it's very beautiful with the credits and the music. Yeah, this one, like, it, it definitely kicks you off right in the middle of the shit. Yeah. Like, like you said, you see her, she's in this black setting. Um, she, she's she got an umbrella that is also a sword. Yep. Um, Badass, by the way. <laughs> they, It's pouring rain. But they also, like, light it from overhead so that it makes the rain look like blood. Yeah. It is so stylistic and so fucking sick. Uh, I I think it was, like, meant to be, like, this is what you're in for. Yeah. However, that's not what mm-hmm. we got. <laughs> the movie, the camera work, the cinematography, the colors, and the general tone that they set with the way... They filmed it. Excellent. Light years ahead. Light years better than Sex and Fury. Light years. Agreed. We'll get into the story. Well, <sighs> this movie, the same way Sex and Fury did, it keeps to that no transition style. No. There is no... Um, it, is, it is boom, 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 like boom. There's after, no stop. After the credits, uh, we immediately cut to our protagonist arriving somewhere. She's on a boat. It looks like she's arriving in Kyoto. Sure. Because they mentioned Yokohama. They mentioned Kyobe. I believe she's in Kyoto. Um, She takes a rickshaw ride to some secluded place. Uh, She's almost immediately kidnapped, strung up, and sexually violated by a group of dudes. Yep, literally. Like, right like, in, like, boom, boom, boom. Uh, and the opening credits, the kimono is shredded off of her, and she walks away covered in blood with her ass to the camera holding the sword. Yeah. That's the credits, and I'm like, oh, this is gonna be a this is gonna be a <laughs> deeper ride. Um, in violating her, I guess these guys realize that. She, my only guess was that, at first, it was that oh they realize she's not a virgin and they like knock her out and leave her there, but. Later on, you find out what they were actually doing. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we want to talk about that just yet. So, uh, this movie is... Okay, there's a huge trigger warning on this one. Huge trigger. Like, bigger than the Bigger than one. the last one. There is... Oh, the There was 
a rape scene right away. They violated her, and they were more graphic this time. There oh, were hands yes. right up the thighs. They were like, here's her ass. Here's my hand basically in her crotch. They hid her vagina. You yes. do not see frontal nudity from her, but they hid it. They hid it like this is her vagina. It's just like it's very, it's very close. Barely. And ooh. Um, I, I guess since we're going to have to like talk about this eventually, we'll just get it out of the way. Essentially, what the uh, villains of this movie are doing, they're like a gang of guys they're, that are uh, dealing in trafficking of drugs through women. Yep. Um, they're essentially using women to smuggle drugs inside themselves. Yep. Without getting too graphic. Um, throughout the movie, they're constantly reaching into women to take drugs out and but put drugs in. the part of that is you're not getting <clears throat> any of that information till almost, like, over halfway through the film. There's a lot of women getting violated. There is a lot, there is a lot of sex. And it's not like cheap, cheesy sex that Sex and Fury was. Because that sex was, you knew it was cheesy. You knew, this was like. It was much more this raunchy. Was, yeah, this like, was actual, I'm watching the start of a porn. At one point I was like, I'm really uncomfortable. Well, very uncomfortable. That was actually one of my notes, like, that this this time around, um, the sexual acts felt much more uncomfortable. They were more vile. Um, the, the nudity and stuff was much more frequent and gratuitous. Yes. Like, it was... Like, it wasn't rubbing faces on stuff. Like, dudes no. were full-on biting nipples and, like, between their legs. And I'm yeah. like... I'm like... Well, the, there was that one scene where they had like the, I assume they were like wooden dildo type things. Yes. And we they were like just fitting them up. Girls, see who it fit. And now I'm thinking about it. Once you got into the thick of it, they were measuring their vaginas to see how much drugs could fit in there. Yeah. But when you're seeing it, you're like, these guys are sick. They're literally shoving these wooden dowel like things anywhere between like this big to this big whoop right in there and oh, i'm like oh my god fucked up and that's where i officially went i don't know what's happening in this film <laughs> i absolutely did not until like right near almost the end i was like i kind of get it now okay all right aren't you glad we're getting into graphic shit like this on episode four <laughs> I thought now we've this one's this one we're recording after probably 12. I think we're at, we've recorded up to 12. And I thought some of the other things we were watching were a little graphic. Oh, you win. <laughs> you win uh their uh their little DVD. Um honestly like I had a hard time following a lot of this movie. Yeah. This one I this felt one was difficult. Was much more disjointed than the first one. And the first one was pretty disjointed. I did eventually like kind of catch up with everything by the towards the end. Towards the end, yeah, you're like, oh, I'm up to speed. The way it's pieced together, it's like, who the fuck are these people? What are they doing? What is going on? Yep. Um, I'm trying to follow this chick the whole time. It And then you have the long black haired chick who's and the other guy. When I pray, I kill. That's her. Yeah. That's the one I'm like, who's this fucking, you know, 
she kind of reminds me of Gogo from fucking Kill Bill. Probably another inspiration. But I'm like, what the fuck is happening? It, it was it was very weird. Yes. Nope, that's my favorite phrase. I gotta save that. Um. Well, so at one point early on, like we have the opening, that opening like rape scene essentially. Yeah. Um, they knock her out. She then wakes up next to a dead body and some random dude. We have no idea who this guy is, and we aren't told who this guy is. All we know is she was framed for killing the the girl, and it's called the Crotch Gorger's Murder. By the way, that's a term that... uh, It's not Gorger, either. Uh, That's a term that they brought into this movie. I think it was Gouger. Gouger. But Crotch Gouging. They st- used that throughout this movie, Through the whole and movie. it was it was interesting that they actually they brought that in. It was something different from the first one. They kind of like they made the first one seem like like virginity was pure, virginity's good. This one, it's like, oh, mangle that pussy. She yeah. didn't do right. Just ma- just shove a knife up there and just jingle. Like, what is yeah. happening? So. From there, he saves her, gets her out of there. I don't know how. Well, we kind of leave her behind. We just follow this guy yeah. for a few minutes. And then, Go-Go, um, pre-Go-Go, that's what I'm calling her, long-haired girl with the hat and the yeah. cloak. I just called her the woman in black. The woman in black, that works. <laughs> she saves the random dude. Yeah. And then... She helps g- him escape a bunch of people that are chasing him for some reason. We don't know who these people are. At all. We're, no. There are seemingly three bad guys. Seemingly. Seemingly three bad guys. <laughs> all right. Two bad guys and a bad lady. That's what I'm thinking. So, from there. Oh, my God. There's so... This movie. I cannot. It's all over the place. I, my mind is like... Um, we see her after she gets out. She's like, I'm going to take revenge on these three guys that... You know, put me through this. That's what she kept saying. It wasn't... They didn't allude to, like, oh, they raped me. It was the people that put me through this. I kind of like how that's worded. So do I. I think it's very... Yeah. It it speaks to people. I don't want to say this one was, like... I don't want to say rape after that one scene. Because there really wasn't anything like that. It was one shocking scene. Yeah. And then the rest of it was definitely consensual. Like, there was... A lot well, of consensual. Yeah, because a lot of that is like they look like they were ladies of the night. Some well, of those girls. Some of them, pr- I'm sure, were. Others are like they're addicted to drugs and they're being fed drugs. Yep. To like keep them compliant. Did you notice where they were putting the drugs? In their breasts. They also were taking vials, like breakable vials, and putting them inside them too. Oh, those were breakable. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yep. I was like, wait a minute, that's a breakable vial. Because if you don't inject them then to smuggle them out, you're not going to hand them a drug. Yeah. They put it in there, they can just... uh, I'm just like, this is like... Yeah, and they were Um, injecting the drugs in the boobs. That was really weird. uh, Which doesn't exactly make any sense because that's all fatty tissue. That's a lot of fatty tissue. I mean, if you're going to do that, you're going to get, you want to get somewhere where there's a vein. Yeah. I mean, there's veins in there, but you're going to hit something else. 
I don't know. Uh, Maybe it was just to emphasize the titties are out. That point, uh, where after the woman in black saves the random dude. Yeah. That is literally where I like stopped trying to keep a track record of what was going on. Yeah, I literally was like, oh, this sex scene's nice. Um, this movie, so from here I kind of just started to like take notes about like what this movie was doing. Yeah. So like, uh, this movie deals a lot in like, I don't know if they were doing sex trafficking as well, but it was like drug smuggling all this stuff it like seemed it, like prostitution more than sex trafficking yeah in a lot of ways yeah um i thought that this was an interesting place to take that character because the uh main character yeah because her revenge is done in the first one yeah what would you do next we wrap up her whole story her whole life goal in the first movie so like this one uh it's almost like she steps into like a vigilante detective kind of role like um like maybe they were trying to make a a franchise character out of her like a Sherlock Holmes or Indiana Jones like kind of yeah. each movie would be a different story that she gets caught up in like a dirty 007 kind of thing yeah and i thought that was an interesting way to go like i think it would have been cool to see a whole series with this character but i can see why it never took off Oh, definitely. It doesn't have the pot- full potential. But, um... I thought it was... I just thought it was a cool way to go. I wish I could have seen this character in further films. Yeah. This one just didn't work. Not in the long run, no, at least. like, I'm not even gonna wait until, like, the end. This movie, like, where Sex and Fury was cheesy... The story was amazing. The film and the look is amazing, but the story is fucking garbage. I don't know. Like, you don't start to understand till you're well at the end. And then you're like, oh, I know who he is now. I get who he is. Like, you're taken to the next scenes after that are the lady in black, the lady in black and the dude that that saved uh, Ochi are in a hotel room. Or, like, a, a thing above a hotel or something. And he was like, oh, I haven't been with a lady in five years. He starts to undress. And she literally is half naked. Pulls a sword on the back of her fucking neck that just retracts. Threatens him a couple of times. Like, all right, I'm by. I'm like, what just happened? Well, all right. So, that, first of all, that was an interesting thing that they did this time. They, they played more with, like, unique weapons. And yeah. Like, that thing was like a... Uh, it was like this big. It was like a tape measure blade that yeah. like <laughs> retracted, um, and then like later on you see like a girl that has like claw things yeah, on her like fingers. Yeah, like the big claw fingers. And not to mention the umbrella blade in the beginning. Yep. But um, this this movie it follows a similar dynamic to the first one. So like with the you have this secondary story running parallel to hers, um, where. With this guy. I don't think I ever figured out who the hell that guy was. He was someone who was close to the old boss of the OG clan. So he and the old boss were friends. But he got into a bad deal and got sent to prison. But the new boss killed the old boss and blamed it on him. 
Yeah, that's okay. the part I got by the end. Well, that he was the old boss looking to find the old. The, he was the old boss's like second in command, looking to find the daughter of the old boss to overthrow the new guy who killed her father. All right. <laughs> like it. <laughs> honestly, like uh, that was the plot yeah. line I followed. Fuck everything else. I don't know. That but was the one I paid attention to. I paid attention to hers. Yeah. She so, was confusing, so. So, like, you have him and the girl in black and then her plot, the main character's plot line. Yeah. Which is similar to the first one where you had the Romeo and Juliet story and hers. Yeah. Her revenge tale. It also, uh, it wasn't until you learn about... I don't know what he was. You start to delve into flashbacks of her past a little bit. Yeah. And you meet, like, the old guy that, like, took her in, the I guess. The old boss, and then you meet Big Tiger. That was Big the old Tiger. boss? That was the old boss, yes. And you meet Big Tiger in the flashback, who then becomes One important. of the bigger, ba- bigger important characters at the end. So it's like, oh, okay, this is a personal revenge story, yes. too. For a different reason. She just happened to be like, oh, I have a chance to fuck him up? awesome like that's where yeah. that story it wasn't a basis of this but it was definitely a oh here's a subplot you know which i don't know i i was glad it didn't have no connection yeah to that revenge element because that's kind of her character yeah she's very so. much the the second title for this is where did i put it <clears throat> inquisition and torture makes sense okay that would have been cool. That makes sense, but it it sucks that it didn't really stick. Yeah. Farther into it. Um so after all that, we see Ochi go to meet go to the harbor where she got taken again, find one of the girls that pickpocketed and was like, "Take me to your boss." Cuz she realized they're connected. She then It's wind. Sorry, wind just scared me. I, <laughs> I thought there was a big scary monster next to me and it was going to eat me. <laughs> um, so, it was really hard to follow this. But she grabs one of the girls, tells her, take me to your boss, go to the boss. This is where we see the prostitution girl. She's looking in, being like, oh, I'm single. I haven't had a guy in a while. And she's just, we have two minutes or three minutes each QB, and there's three of them, just staring at these people having sex. And yeah. I'm just like, we're on this for too long. They can see you. Run away. Like, that was much. But then we go down to boss. We meet boss lady who runs all of the pickpocketing girls. She meets her. There's a confrontation. Girls pop out of the walls. There's a fight. She sets fire to the place. And she takes one of the girls hostage to get information. It takes a little while. But when she says, I'm going to go up there and, you know, crotch gouge you she says stop we don't know why now we know she has drugs up there yeah so gouging it would have been really bad tells her all the information and she's like oh cool this is where you lose me because the information she got how did that connect to the old clan that she used to run with i I don't get how that connected It, it never said it no i i feel like there was a lot of just take it on faith in this movie. Yeah. Um, this movie also has a much wackier overtone than the first one. First one felt very serious. Yeah. This one, you got 
They were pushing an envelope at some point, and we lost them. You got a dude throwing bullets with his bare hands and penetrating that people's flesh. That was fucking sick, though. He's shooting... He shoots the hat. You got a guy that shoots the hat off of a, another guy and the shoots the mustache, mustache off of another And it lands dude. on the girl. And she's like, Ooh. It, uh, We have the the weird, there's like a child torture scene that has like mimes in the background. Okay, I got that one because I was following that storyline. Uh, so when the last, bo- when the new boss killed the old boss, he put the daughter into a psych ward. Mm-hmm. Or somebody put her into a psych ward, and that was a crazy place because they didn't want people to find well, her because she would have been able to take over the gang where he yeah. couldn't. So he, they were looking for her. He, the, oh my God, there's so much. The dude who got saved by the lady in black was looking for the daughter. So he found the information, oh, she's being hidden here. The, the new boss killed that little girl. Before they could find her, because that was his whole goal, was to find the boss's daughter. That was yeah. it. That was well, that goal. that much I got. Yeah. But it was just like, you could have done that in any way. You got these weird mime girls. They're like screaming and crying and dancing and voguing in the corner. And one so dressed weird. like an opera singer. Like, what? Uh, and it, I'm like, here's this little girl in a nightgown getting tortured she bites the dude's finger off and they're electrocuting her and she's just rolling on the ground i'm like i honestly thought that was going to be when they started it i was really fucking nervous that was going to be a violation scene i went i might have to walk away from this they skipped they skipped out on that thank god yes they went right to electrocuting they straight up kill a child they kill a little girl kudos not many movies have the guts to do it what what benefit to the plot line was that? I mean, okay, yeah, she was the old boss's daughter, and she would have claimed the gang. It, but it pushes that guy over the edge. It does. He's literally gone at that. That's point. the reason. Which I get it. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. We interrupt your regularly scheduled film talk for this important announcement. I know what you're thinking. 
Oh God, not an ad. But trust me, if you have ever had a passing interest in podcasting, then you're gonna wanna hear about Anchor. Anchor is a podcast platform by Spotify, and it is way easier to make a podcast with absolutely everything you need to capture your audience all in one place. Anchor has the tools to help you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And choosing to host with Anchor means that you can distribute your podcast on all major listening platforms, like Spotify, naturally, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. It also allows you to begin earning money with your show with no minimum listener requirements. Anchor was our first and only choice when we decided to start our show, and we cannot recommend it enough. So if you have an idea to podcast, don't wait any longer. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. By the way, this jumps ahead a little bit, or actually jumps back a little bit, but there's a gross out moment in this movie. For me. Which one? Where we watch a girl literally snot rocket into a dude's mouth. Oh, don't. I'm going to throw up. It was so fucking nasty. (laughs) Oh, my God. She's walking across a bridge with planks that are loose. And you can see up her skirt and you see her panties. And this guy's like, and she just goes, pervert. She screams, hentai. Like that. And just, oh, my God. We both went. We lost it. Oh, my God. It was just, oh, that's gross. Bullet in the eye dude was awesome. And up the nose. <laughs> shot the mustache. Yeah, blew a booger in his mouth. That was gross. Um, This all does build up to a pr- another well-executed gambling sequence. Yes, it um, does. That, like, it, it, edit, it's edits, it edits really well. Um, Builds some tension, just like in the first movie. This one's a little shorter and... Ends with her stripped naked and cutting off Scarface's finger. <laughs> because he said, wait a minute, that place too perfect, you cheated. She's like, no, I didn't. So when she takes off her kimono, she flips the other cards up and they get stuck in the ceiling and no one notices because her kimono flies off. Yeah. So she's standing there stark naked proving, I have nothing to hide. When she literally, you watch her flip those yep. cards into the ceiling and I'm like, damn. Also, really sick that she beats the dude and she's like, I didn't lie. I'm not cheating. I want two of your fingers. This is the same dude who cut off her mentor's fingers because she cheated. It's a little bit of a revenge moment. It's a little bit of a flashback to the first movie where the boss said, cheat for me. And the guy's like, oh, I, I didn't tell you to cheat. Kill him. Where if this boss told her, yes, cheat. And he was like, nope, she's just a child. Take my fingers. Which, to me, says you can cheat, but if you get caught, I'll take the fall for you. You're a child. Don't do this again. He pretty much tells her, don't do this. Go live a good life. And I found it funny that she became, like, the best gambler in the fucking world. She did. She became the (laughs) best. Well, in Japan, at least. Yeah. But at that scene, I laughed because there was a scene where she cuts off the first finger. And then I guess his wife comes up and says, woman to woman, don't cut off the middle finger for me. And I laughed so hard. I'm like, oh, so that's your diddling finger. Got it. Uh, He's not going to be doing anything to you if he just, she just cut both of these fingers off. It was really funny. <laughs> but I'm laughing going, there's just a little bit of crude humor that makes sick fucks like you and I go, that was funny. Uh, oh, God. Honestly, like, my next batch of notes here is all about the finale. I mean, there were a couple, there were a few things where, um, there was a lot of sequences about, and this is where you lost me. 
So boss ladies girls, which were the prostitutes is what I believe, were smuggling drugs. Then there were other ladies that went back and forth on the boats, fancy dressed, that belonged to the woman in black <clears throat> that were also smuggling drugs. Yes. And then there were another set of ladies that showed up at the finale that I'm not understanding where the fuck they came from. I don't know. I, I can't fully explain a lot of the things in this movie. It's very uh, yeah. all over the place. It, w- it was a lot. And the thing that kind of lost me was the actual drug smuggling storyline. There was a lot of emphasis. There was a lot of meeting. There were a lot of pulling drugs out, putting drugs back in, giving them drugs, sending them on their way. Lots of nudity. Lots of stuff that I was like, are all three of them? There are like three or four. Are all of these necessary? Well, it's not even are they necessary. It's like there's no connective tissue anywhere. So it's like it isn't until the end where you have like... The new boss, and then the other the that the gang that's been smuggling the drugs all coming together. But yep. then, but they make their deal right there. Yep. They're not connected before that. No, they're so not. It's like what do these fucking stories have to do with each the other? The OG gang was smuggling drugs for <clears throat> Big Tiger. Yeah. But they were intercepted by the three dudes who were changing out the real drugs for other for fake drugs. for fake drugs. So the girls were being played on both fronts. And then by the time they met and they said, oh, all the drugs are here. They were like, cool, let's kill all the girls. And all the girls were like, what? So they were being used and going to get killed off by the end. But then, but then, but then 60 people show up from grates, from ceilings, from windows, from banisters. This fucking finale is ridiculous. It basically... The movie builds to this finale that's a battle scene between the, the drug trafficking gangs and, and, the, and the chicks. The nude women. The <laughs> nu- when I say nude, they all got naked. They all stripped all naked. Except for the lady fight. in black, the boss lady, and Ochi. Ochi just did her one arm thing out. Yeah. Which makes sense. The rest of the girls were stark fucking naked and had what appeared to be the cheapest X Men weapons. Oh my god. Like one had a claw, one had a club, one had like something that she pulled out of her like her side. Another girl was like killing people with with bomb. They pulled bombs out of something and yeah. they're throwing shit. I'm like, where did the bombs come from? I I, I will say that this ending It was a sick ass. Scene. This ending was awesome. This was it, sick. It's yeah. where things got brutal. People were getting killed violently left and right of um, Fucking, one guy gets beaten and pissed on by a he bunch of women. He gets beaten to death, and then circle of women just pissing on him. The two of us <laughs> looked at each other, and that's where the moment I went, all right, this movie's never being viewed by us again. Oh, my Glad God. Glad I own it. It's going to get put away. It was hilarious. Wow. Uh, uh, that definitely ticks a different box in the exploitation right there. Yeah. Pissing. I mean, fucking numerous dudes get shot or stabbed in the dick in this scene. Oh, God. What about the girl with the chunky heel that just goes, right to his junk? I saw your face at that point. I was like, oh, Oh, that sucks. I did like that there's a moment in here. It's short-lived, but I thought it was pretty badass and kind of suspenseful where you see um, 
Ochi. Ochi. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ochi face off against Big Tiger. Yes. That was pretty cool. They have like a sword fight. Yes. And she's like coming at him, killing guys on her oh way to God. him. Oh my God. It was really cool. I, it was just so all over the place and wild. And by the end, like, okay, <clears throat> the scene where everybody's like coming out revealing. All I can think of is, I have the upper hand. No, I have the upper hand. No, I have the upper Like, literally, oh they were one-upping each other the entire time. So by the end of all this, it is her with a new kimono on, clean, no blood anywhere, bright color, walking away with all these naked ladies. Well, I think I think that ending, A, it was fitting. They, It was, like, essentially them walking into the sunset. Yes. But... I think it was supposed to match the ending of the first one where it was like that slightly dreamy thing where like in the first one she's walking into the dark mm. with the cards falling. In this one it's like I think she's she's coming out of the darkness. She's done. Yeah. Like I think it was a nice finale for the character. I but it didn't feel enough like a finale for it to it be It felt over. like I'm walking to the sunset until until our next problem. Yeah, which never got to see never, the light of day. Because, you know what? <clears throat> and my final note is, ooh. <laughs> uh, oh, God. Oh, I can't. No, we'll, we'll get into my next thought in the questions, but. Okay. Uh, I don't know. This movie, it, I feel bad because I feel like this is going to be a short video, a short episode because there's not, there wasn't much substance. There wasn't much substance and it was really hard to follow. Yes. Um, I wanted this one to be as good as the first one, but I'll say right now it was not. Cinematically, it was beautiful. Visually, it was better. Visually, it was much, much better than the first. The background music, the the visuals, the style, the costuming. Like, it was good looking. The story sucked. And I'm so sad because I spent $35 on this DVD. I'm glad we own it. I do. I'm real glad we own this. But, oh, man. It just, oh, God. Oh, God. Overall thoughts. <laughs> um, This is definitely... This is a disappointment, but not as disappointing as it could have been. It could oh. have been terrible. Um, it's a cute little. It's a cute little follow up. I'm definitely glad I own it because I've always loved Sex and Fury. One of my best. One of my fav- top ten movies. I wouldn't have bought it if I didn't love it. This one's definitely like, oh, like oh, I love this movie. Did you know there was a sequel? Yeah, it's over there in the box in the corner with the cobwebs. It's there. I have it. Don't watch it. (laughs) It's not great. It's okay for the time, for the pink films, for the, you know, pinky violence. Cool. Um, I definitely agree. This, this movie was quite the disappointment following Sex and Fury. Um... I don't hate it. I, th- I think it's got a lot of good things about it. Yeah. I uh, I wanted something more. I wanted something better. I th- I like that it tries to further Ochi's story. Yeah. It tries to develop her a little more. It tries to bring her 
into a place where she could have been a like female character, uh, female action character that had her own franchise. Basically, a female yakuza. Yeah, female badass. Yes, but it makes sense. It didn't quite live up, so it didn't go further than this. I think it would have been cool to see that character go further, yeah. but unfortunately, yeah. this killed her. Yeah. Um. I, I don't know, like, I don't know, I just wish it was better. I I just wish it was more. (laughs) (sighs) Favorites? So, (laughs) my favorite line is, your pussy is going to catch a cold whenever the girls were naked in front of (laughs) the, like, that that dude, the detective, whatever you want to call him. Yeah. He said that. He goes, your pussy's going to catch a cold. Like, you could see he had a little respect for the women. Like, oh, cover up. Oh, you know. She turns that around on him at one point. She does. When he's sitting on top of, like, the train car. Yeah. He's got, like, his flies undone. She says something along the lines of, like, your friend's going to catch a cold. Oh, my God. And then what was the other, what was the other line? There was another line that made me laugh. I don't I I don't know where it is, but definitely that was <laughs> that was that was the one. Favorite scene is the fight. The fight was pretty badass, I'm not gonna lie. Story disappointing, but they did put a lot of thought into doing the graphic nudity or just the, the nudity and the violence right. I thought it was pretty cool that even though the girls were naked, even though it's an exploitation film, they were actually fighting. They were actually like going at it like it was cool. It was really cool. <sighs> and just, there were lots of naked booby ladies, and I, I liked it. It was very nice. <laughs> I fit my quota for naked ladies for a little while. I'm good. Oh, boy. How about you? Uh, I think I only have two. I don't have any favorite lines. None of them stood out to me yeah. enough. But I think my... I have two favorite scenes, and... One of them is the very first opening credit scene, just because it was cool. visually gorgeous, and the other is the ending fight scene. Yep, like it was awesome. Uh, that ending fight it came comes almost out of left field and just throws everything at the fucking wall and everything sticks. Yeah. Um. One one particular moment that I just I fucking inside I was dying was the. You see the 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 guy the the random dude he yep. uh he grabs the the big glass thing of cocaine or whatever the hell it is and he fucking like throws it on top of another dude and like you see him in the, it's one shot he picks up he throws it out of frame and it like you it bursts open on the ground and like he just throws it down and it just comes back up in his face oh my god <laughs> I was just dying oh man. That that was absolutely hilarious. That was funny. Does it work? No. It doesn't. <clears throat> it's not cohesive enough. It's missing stuff. The story, it could have been a cool story. It could have. They really needed to sit down and flesh it out more. Visually, this movie is beautiful. Story-wise, this movie sucks. I agree. This doesn't work. Uh, I... <laughs> I think they had a lot to live up to with yeah. the first movie 
first movie is really well it done. It seems like it might be a cult classic kind of movie. The first one? It feels like it might be, but I don't yeah. know enough about it. I think it could be if it's not. Yeah. Um, This one, it just didn't do enough to live up to that. It tried. It definitely attempted. It tried hard. It pushed the envelope from the first one. It tried to up the nudity, up the sex, up the, the violence, violence in some yeah. ways. I think the first one was more violent, personally. Yeah. There was more, like, murders throughout. This one was, like, beginning and end. But, I don't know. This one, I think, tried to be more of an intricate, uh, like, um, mystery mm. than the first one. But It's more like a thriller. Yeah, it just didn't... It didn't stick the landing. No. And I'm going to tell you right now, I personally wouldn't recommend it to anyone. Uh, if you're into exploitation, sure. Give it a go. You might like it for what it is, but nobody else. You're not going to no. like this. No. It's not enjoyable. Unless you have specific expectations <clears throat> that you want to fill graphic nudity Kind of of graphic nudity, kind of graphic violence, you know, a pissing kink. Oh, God. Like, the boogie. I don't know. Like, we're going with, like, this one's one's weird. This one's weird. But I can guarantee you, this is not the weirdest we're ever going to touch. No, this This is nowhere near the weirdest. This is like opening the door a crack and going, hey, you want to come in? Like, this is... And I don't mean, I don't want to shit on this movie because I like cheesy, campy movies like this. This is great. Yeah. I would recommend this if you guys are getting drunk or high on a Saturday night and all of your, you and your friends are like, oh, what should we watch? And you go, you ever heard of this bullshit? That's where you watch it. You see, though, I, I feel like tr- even trying to watch this with a group, the, the whole thing leading from the beginning opening scene to the end is going to be so dull that nobody's that's the beauty of a movie like this this is why you mstk 3000 shit like this you get with a group of people (laughs) you make fucking stupid comments about this shit i guess yeah like like, have a contest how many people get killed in this movie good luck there's a lot there's a lot of death in this movie you do a drinking game every time somebody shows a tit Uh, dude (laughs) we do not condone this because you will have alcohol poisoning Hard. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, it's. I didn't hate hate it. I won't watch it again unless somebody goes, "What's this?" I'll be like, "I'll sit there to watch your reactions." <laughs> How would you do this today? Put it on the shelf. Don't touch it again. Nope. It could have elements that you put into the limited series that we said about Sex and Fury, like her background stuff. Yeah. It could add some of that story, but. <clears throat> you're a timeless classic go on the shelf bye bye yeah I I agree I, I don't think this really needs to happen again like no. the background elements about Ochi were really cool like it kind of filled in a small part of the time before between when she was a little girl and saw her, her dad die to when her revenge be- yeah her revenge story like you get a little bit of backstory in there which is nice like I like to learn a little bit more about her, which I think you would flesh out in a limited series anyway. Yeah. But this particular current story is no. just fucking needless. It, nope. it doesn't. And if they were <sighs> planning on putting more of a story emphasis to this, 
like more stories, more craziness. It would make sense in a limited series as a whole. Like may, instead of 12 episodes, instead of six episodes, make it 12. Include the backstory. Include a touch of this case that she had to work on. Or, you know, if she really is a female Yakuza, touch on this part of when she was in the Yakuza, when she was, you know, taking care of this dirty business that she had to get rid of kind of thing. Um, yeah. I know the Yakuza is like the Japanese mafia, so I'm not really sure. I don't, this really doesn't have anything to do with the Yakuza. I don't know why it's called female Yakuza. Goes without saying, but is this exploitation or other? Oh, definitely. This is more exploitation than the other one, I feel like, at some points. <laughs> at some point, this definitely ups the ante on the exploitation yeah. elements. All the ones that were present in the first movie, this one doubles down. Oh, yeah. Makes it makes it so much worse. Like, uh, It just narratively doesn't live up. Um... And that's okay. Yeah. Most exploitation films, most sequels don't live up. When <laughs> someone make a comment, or right, answer in the comments, what sequels do you think actually are better than the first ones? Oh, I can give you a couple right now. What are your opinions? Um, Personally, T2, for one. I've not seen it. T2, all right. But I'll believe it. The Foreshadowing. The... <laughs> Despite the fact that I like the original Terminator better, that's a personal preference. Objectively, Terminator 2 is a far better film. Um, in a lot of ways, the same goes for Alien. I like Alien better, but Aliens, just based on pure filmmaking, is a better film narratively. Like... So the first, I'm gonna go on a bit of a tangent, but the first Alien is like a slasher in space or a monster movie in space. The second movie turns the whole thing to a completely different genre, becomes like an action monster movie, um, with way more characters. It like it does a lot more than the first one ever did. So mm. technically, it's better. Uh, there's a lot of instances like that where like sequels are uh, Mission Impossible the second Mission Impossible is a far better movie in a lot of ways than the first one just by pure filmmaking like second one's made by John Woo so it's not even fair to the first movie but okay alright um, there's a lot of cases like that where the second one is just better I will say the only instance I have is Empire I believe Empire is Empire. a stronger movie than The Last Hope but in The Last Hope, you're introducing all the characters. Empire, you're bringing the real drama. Before you piss anybody off, it's a new a new hope. <laughs> Look. You know you're going to piss I've somebody off. I've been a Star off. Wars fan all of my life. I'm just shortening the names because I'm dumb. <laughs> Leave me alone. Uh, you'll know we'll get a comment. It's going to be Andy, too. It'll be Andy. Andy's going to be like... LaRue. <laughs> and he's going to be like, God. guys, we need to talk next time we hang out. Oh, what's another sequel? Like a follow-up that... Okay, here's one. I think I like Twin Towers a little bit more than I like The Fellowship. I mean, I agree. For the pure fact of... No, I'm just including... I'm including seconds. Like, we know The Return of the King is the better one. Out of all three. But... 
Two Towers starts you off with where the story left off and leaves you on one hell of a cliffhanger. Like, it's gorgeous. Technically? Yeah. Devil's Rejects. Better than House of a Thousand Corpses. I... Technically. I like, I like House of a Thousand Corpses So do I. Better. I like House of a I'll Thousand Corpses I'll have to watch better. it again because I've only seen... Have we watched Three from Hell yet? I have. You have? I haven't yet. I saw it in theaters. Oh, that's right. You did see it in theaters. I need to see Three from Hell. Yes. I've seen a House of a Thousand Corpses. I don't really remember Devil's Rejects that well. There was a scene where he's like killing somebody by a fence. Is that Devil's Rejects? I'm the devil, and I'm here to do the devil's work. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So that is the second one. It's good. I like it. I need to watch them again. I personally think <laughs> the second Nightmare on Elm Street is more amusing than the first one. First one's scary. Don't get me wrong. I've only seen I'm it sorry, once, I'm sorry, what though. movie? The second Elm Street one. Oh, okay. What, did, what do you think I said? <laughs> I probably said it wrong. No, it's just the way you, you said it, like, very muddled. Ghostbusters 2. I like Ghostbusters 2 more than I like the first one. You like Vigo the Carpathian? Oh my god, Vigo is amazing. I'm sorry, but no. You can't. I'll fight you. I will. Vigo is more terrifying than Gozer, who's just like, hey guys, I popped out of the thing and I made marshmallow. Bye. No. I like the first one way better. Terrifying. Terrifying. I that like man looks like a fucking 13th century duke on crack. I like the second, like both Ghostbusters movies equally. I think overall, but I don't know. I just enjoyed Gozer better than Vigo. Nope, Vigo all the way. <laughs> I don't go in museums because Vigo scares me that much. Oh, Jesus. Yes. And at one point, somebody was selling a replica painting of the Vigo on, like, Etsy or something. And I saw it, and I was like, no. That would have been cool. No. <laughs> I stand firmly with no gremlins, no Vigo, no critters. We're getting gremlins. No. And we're getting critters. <laughs> Joe already scares me when we come in the house. When I wake up in the middle of the night to pee, and I'm like, oh, there's a skeleton sitting in the chair. Joe ain't going to hurt anybody. <laughs> the only thing he's going to hurt is himself. All that caffeine and fucking sun. Why do we have to put the shades on him? Oh, I don't. I don't know a lot of like movies with sequels. Most sequels are worse than the original. They are because but... like the there's a there is a lot of hype when you get a when you have a movie so good the first one, and then you're like there's gonna be a sequel. How terrified are you that Hocus Pocus two is gonna suck? Extremely. Like I have. Very little faith that it's going to be as good as the original. I mean, <laughs> if it's as good or better than the original, that'll be amazing. I'm happy that all three ladies are re-signed up for it. That puts a little more faith in it. But it's like, how are going to... Hocus Pocus 2, like, it's being filmed here, in our state. We've gone on a tangent. We have because I'm pretty sure this episode is so short and I feel bad. It's because we a were like, under. nope, this sucks. Bye. <laughs> yeah, do you have any final thoughts about this film? It's gonna go over there. <laughs> she has thrown it. <laughs> uh, I didn't throw it far. I don't want to damage the cover because it's already busted a little. Yeah, I don't know. I guess my final thoughts would be: enjoy your home. On the bookshelf where you will remain. Yeah, 
I'm glad we own this movie. Yes. I don't think we'll ever really watch it again. We can say we've watched it. We've watched it together. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, it's not one that really... I don't, if this got a Blu-ray release ever, I would hope it would just be a double pack. I hope so, too. It's be Sex and Fury and like, oh, Sex and Fury is on DVD. Oh, Sean, Female Yakuza Tales is on a separate DVD, Blu-ray. I mean, technically, Battle Royale 2 got a I've never release. seen the second one. I'm so mad. We can't cover Battle Royale. Because that's the movie that we watched on our first fucking date. I know. But... So mad. We're going to have to foreshadowing we're gonna have to plan viewings somehow for special movies that would be nice no. but we'll have to figure out we have out. no plan right yeah. now at we'll, the moment we'll but all i know is out. there are several movies that are out of our wheelhouse in the 2000s and on we would love to talk about some of these movies are like this movie's so bad we need to talk about it <laughs> or this movie's so like one of the movies i would love to talk to you about on this podcast is rubber Oh fuck! Fucking that would killer be fun. tire. Have you ever seen that? I have never seen Rubber. Never. Oh, man, I need to see Rubber. If we can figure out a way to do more modern stuff, somehow, like break our own rules, that would definitely be one we would cover. Oh my god! Just the fact that when I pulled that up on Netflix and like, in a world where a killer tire rat has telekinesis, I went, "That's it! Stop! Hold the phone!" Who's the genius that came up with this <laughs> bullshit? He actually did a new movie. Did he? Is it yep. Rubber 2? No. Something completely different, and I want to see it so bad. Oh, no. Um, but, yeah. I'm, that pretty much wraps up our conversation yep. about female Yakuza tale. Um, Inquisition and torture. <laughs> don't go anywhere just yet. Stay tuned for the coming attractions. Go. You're only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. We are about to do a job in uh, Italy. It's a very difficult job, and the only way to get through it is we all work together as a team. And that means you do everything I say. Gotta get 
would you like? <laughs> Everything. Self-preservation society. This is the self-preservation society. Jump in the jam Try putting your foot down, Tony. They're really getting rather close. Hang on a minute, lads. I've got a great idea. So, we are thankfully taking a detour, but we're staying in the 70s. Yes. So, I remember watching The Italian Job with a friend of mine in the theater. And I was like, oh, this is a cute movie. I like this. This is fun. I don't like car movies. I don't like action movies. You know that. Like, there are some action movies I'm like, man, I'm not watching this. Well, this one's a classic. Th- that's why, and and the only reason why I want to see it is Michael Caine. I fucking love Michael Caine. I love Caine. Michael Caine. First time I ever saw him was Muppet Christmas Carol, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Michael Caine is awesome in basically everything that he's ever done. Sir. Sir, Sir Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Uh. Oh, God. I'm, I'm excited to watch this. This is, this is one that... I've always liked. I always thought it was cool. Um, it looks actiony. It looks jam packed. Will it be like the remake that they did in the two thousands? I don't think so. You don't think so? I mean, no. I think I... that movie took a different turn. Well, let's no see pun what... intended. Yeah, huh? <laughs> let's see what the original looks like. Woo! But that brings this episode to an end. Uh, for more recommendations on films or coffees that you should check out. Um, if you want to see our movie collection, um, if you want to suggest us some movies, check out some behind the scenes, um, visit us on Facebook and Instagram at Grindhouse Podcast. We're on Twitter at Grindhouse Cast. Um, we have a Discord um, that Leah runs. You can talk to her over there. That's Hello. also Grindhouse Podcast. Yep. All that information on where you can find us and chat with us is down in the show notes. Listen to us and give us five stars on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your morning fix. New episodes are coming out every Monday morning, so stay tuned. 
look forward to what's coming next um if you are enjoying what we're doing and you want to give us your support all that information is down below as well until next week i'm sean i'm leah thank you for listening and keep watching I can't. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com.